welcome to the Sunday Morning Meeting Podcast from Kingdom Faith Yorkshire. Today's message is by Gemma Abel. Good morning. It's really great to see you this morning and, um, and to be here. <laughs> Forget the tea. Um, that is my treat for after I've let God use me as he wants to use me. Because we are, we have been brought by him. Our life is not our own. We are, therefore, to be used as he wishes to use us, as he sees fit. And he sees it fit because he's already ordained and destined it. So it's not a big shock to the Lord. He knows what he wants to use us for. And it's us allowing him to do that. I heard a, I heard a quote last week from um, Bill Johnson, and it got me thinking, and it said, um, to win for the lamb the reward of his suffering. Oh, yeah, thank you. That was a wow, wasn't it? To win for the lamb the reward of his suffering. It hit me, it hit me big, and I went, oh, my goodness. Ouch. He suffered, and what am I doing to win for the reward, his suffering? What am I doing to actually make that count? Yeah? So then it took me to Matthew 9. So let's go to Matthew 9, everybody, verse 37 to 38. And I'm going to read it in. I'm going to read it in the Passion first um, because it's exciting. And I'm going to go from verse 35 through 38. And it says, Jesus walked throughout the region with the joyful message of God's kingdom realm. He taught in their meeting houses, and wherever he went, he demonstrated God's power by healing every kind of disease and illness. When he saw the vast crowds of people, Jesus' heart was deeply moved with compassion, because they seemed weary and helpless, like wandering sheep without a shepherd. He turned to his disciples and said, are you ready? He turned to his disciples. We are the Lord's disciples. The harvest is huge and ripe, but there are not enough harvesters to bring it all in. As you go, plead with the owner of the harvest to thrust out many more reapers to harvest his grain. The message says, what a huge harvest. He said to his disciples, how few workers on your knees and pray for harvest hands. The harvest is plentiful. That's not a question in in our heads or in God's heads. That shouldn't be a question, yeah? The harvest is plentiful. It's about the harvest hands and praying. And move a little bit closer. Sorry, does that... No, it doesn't matter. I have no idea. Okay. Last week I spoke about um, a little bit about having either being responsible or being convenient in our lives. So when we when we um, live our daily lives out, when we're chatting to people, are we making um, our responses and our conversations responsible ones? So are we taking something from the Word of God and responding to someone, or when God asks us to do something, are we, you know, actually going, this is God's word, this is what he's asked me to do, I'm going to make a responsible decision here and act this out, or are we going with convenient um, responses, so actually, 
someone's chatting to you, you actually just want to get away because you've got to get home, you've got to do a school run, you've got to make the dinner, you've got whoever coming at the weekend and you need to get stuff on, are you actually just almost fobbing them off out of convenience because that's not actually an appropriate time and you need to be getting on with things? Or, you know, when you're acting things or living your life out, are you responsibly taking hold of who you are and going out of your way to help others, going out of your way to serve the kingdom? Or are you conveniently just doing what you can here and there? We are called to be living sacrifices. A sacrifice is to actually... What is a sacrifice? Does anyone... Well, I presume you all have your own views on a sacrifice. But when we're talking about sacrifices, we are giving something up that's of value. And as a living sacrifice, we are permanently giving up stuff that is of value. So actually, time is valuable to everybody. We only have so much of it in one day. We only have so much of it in a lifetime. So are we conveniently just sweeping by with our time, or are we being responsible with it and people? This is not at all what I've written down. So... Are we being responsible or are we being convenient in our responses? And from the message of Matthew 9, are we being a laborer and harvesting or are we just, please hear my heart in this, loitering around and not doing anything? The commission was very clear Jesus goes on in, in Matthew 10. We could read on, couldn't we, in Matthew 10. And he clearly marks out what he wants the disciples to do. Here we go. So, talks about the harvest being plentiful and there not being enough workers to harvest it. And then he goes on in Matthew 10. We'll go from verse 5, because that's when he actually, the first five verses is him telling us who the disciples are. Um, These 12 Jesus sent out with the following instructions. Do not go among the Gentiles or enter any town of the Samaritans. Go rather to the lost sheep of Israel. As you go, proclaim the message. The kingdom of heaven has come near. Heal those who are ill. Raise the dead. Cleanse those who have leprosy. Drive out demons. Freely you have received freely give. Do not get any gold or silver or copper to take with you in your belts. No bag for the journey or extra shirt or sandals or a staff, for the worker is worth his keep. Whatever town or village you enter, search there, for some worthy person can stay at their house until you leave. As you enter the home, give it your greeting. If the home is deserving, let your peace rest on it. If it is not, let your peace return to it. If anyone will not welcome you or listen to your words, leave that home or town and shake the dust off your feet. Truly, I tell you, it will be more bearable for Sodom and Gomorrah on the day of judgment than that for that town. But what I'm I'm saying here is God clearly gave them directions. Yeah? There was no question 
over what he was doing. He showed them He showed them what to say. Ah, I said this a bit more eloquently here. Jesus instructs the 12 disciples in Matthew 10 with the scope of their mission, the substance of their message, the works they are to perform, the equipment they are to take, and the procedure they are to follow. He gave them everything. Absolutely everything. He commissioned them, and he didn't just say, go harvest. The, plentiful, the harvest is plentiful and ripe out there. He said, go harvest, take this with you, say this. These are the procedures to follow. Go to these people, go to this people. This is what to happen if these people don't respond. He gave them a direct procedure. So apart from our own fear and pride getting in the way, we have a written out procedure of how to harvest and what to do. So in that, in that respect, it's not tricky. And I know fear is real. I know intimidation is real. But it's not from God. And it's not part of who he's created us to be. And it's not what, what should be in us. What should be in us is what he's created in us. And actually, when fear and intimidation... And, and pride come in, we have the tools to get rid of it. And I know it's incredibly hard. I know, know it makes us feel weak and vulnerable, but we have the equipment. We have the tools, yeah? So I'm not trying to belittle that. I know that is very real. But equally, I, I believe what it says in here. And I believe I have the equipment to get rid of it. Yeah? So, a labourer. How effective are we being as labourers? You can. We're very good at critiquing ourselves, aren't you? You can critique yourself in that response. How effective do you feel you're being as a labourer? A labourer is a person doing unskilled manual work for wages. And when I read that definition, I was like, unskilled? Actually, we're not... We are unskilled. We're not having to do a course to become a Christian. We're not having to achieve anything or gain a qualification. God just says, you've given your life to Jesus. You've said yes. Here is the Holy Spirit. Go. Be commissioned and get on with it. And I know that seems really... Jem, you're belittling this. I'm not belittling it at all. I'm going, it is that simple. Yeah? Yeah? It is that God, God didn't write this all down for us and give us a phenomenal example for us to stand here on earth loitering or going, oh, I'm not really sure, this is a little bit tricky. Yes, it's hard. The narrow path is narrow and it is hard. But if we can get ourselves right, the rest is easy. The actual demonstrating the gospel is easy. The actual living this out and talking to people and grabbing in the harvest is the easy part. This is the hard part. Keeping this in check and this heart... Where am I banging? Don't want to hit it. Sorry, Dave. 
sorry, I did. This heart <laughs> and this mind, that's the hard part. But I am strengthened, I am equipped, I have the Holy Spirit dwelling inside me to make sure these parts are okay. And loving the Lord my God with all my heart, my whole, my heart, my whole heart, my strength and my soul. If we can get these bits right, the rest is easy. It really, it has to be because we're laborers, they're unskilled. They don't, <laughs> you, they're unskilled workers. We literally have everything put inside of us when we give our lives to Jesus. Regardless whether that was yesterday, regardless of whether that will be in the next 30 minutes, or whether that was 40 years ago, we get the same. So there's no kind of, oh, well, I only gave my life to the Lord this many hours ago, so I'll leave that job to an evangelist. Uh-uh. No, no. We have to break that mindset, and it's a horrible one, and it's a scary one. But we were all commissioned to be a laborer and to bring in the harvest. We are all commissioned to go into the world and make disciples. All of us, not the evangelists, not the pastors. Let's read Ephesians 4, where it says, And he himself gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, and some pastors and teachers, for the equipping of the saints for the work of ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, until we all come to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God. All of us means the world, humanity, everybody. Hannah dear, could I have my first Greek word? Woohoo! Check this out. I put them up there because I don't know how to say it, if I'm honest. So instead of trying to say it, um, this word is the equipping in, a, in um, Ephesians. That's where we are, isn't it? In Ephesians 4, equipping is a discovered function as when a physical member is properly operating. The work of ministry is the enterprise of each member of the body. Do you like that? That came from a King James concordance thingy. Listen to that. The work of ministry is the enterprise of each member of the body of Christ and not the exclusive charge of select leaders. Yeah? Maybe we should print that out and stick that firmly somewhere. We, should, we all need to know that. God appoints leaders, and leaders are fantastic. And I love that I can go to them and trust them and trust what they give back to me because I know God has put them there. However... The work of ministry, ministry is harvesting, bringing them in, talking to people, demonstrating the gospel. The work of ministry is the enterprise of each member of the body of Christ. That is what we're doing. 
He has equipped us to do that. It says in Ephesians. So we are equipped to all be part of this ministry, okay? So this, this word up here, this Greek word, very long word, actually means um, setting a bone during surgery, making fit for service, so the church cannot be out of joint. It's a very big word, and it has a lot of meaning, which is quite exciting, isn't it? Have you ever dislocated a joint? I, I never have. I've heard it's incredibly painful and horrible. Um, but if you dis dislocate a joint, your limb will be rendered helpless. If I dislocate my shoulder, that's it. My arm's not doing anything because it's not in its socket. It's not in its right place. It's not fit for, fit for service. My arm can't do anything. Okay? So none of us here can be dislocated in the body of Christ because that renders you helpless and useless and quite frankly, no point in being here because you're not fit for purpose. You cannot be dislocated. Sublac if you're, if you, you cannot dislocate your joints fully. So my, um, have you ever had um, fingers and you think, oh, in your knuckles, that's a bit sore, that perhaps you've got a subluxing joint. So it's not dislocated, but it's not quite in place, and it feels a bit strange. Um, and you think, oh, that's not quite moving right. So it's there, and it's, it's in its joint, but it's not quite slotted where it should be. And a subluxating joint, it can be sore, but you can, you can still use yourself, but it's, it, it feels strange, it feels weird. It's not fitting quite correctly as it should do. We don't want any of them either. We want a body that is fit for service. A body that is working well. I don't want anyone to feel strange in this house. Did anyone come like completely on their own today? I know this is really silly. I, I walked in the door on my own today. Did anyone else? Yes. Brilliant. I don't want you to feel strange or weird. I did this a, a few months ago. Um, um, Dan, Dan, my husband, he was away. Um, my parents were away. And I was just here with my kids. And to be honest, it felt a bit weird. I was like, ooh, this is a bit weird. Had my children. That was fine. They're my comfort zone. And I was like, that's a bit weird. I, I'm not sure. I, why, why do I feel weird? This is my family. I shouldn't feel weird. But it felt really strange and really quite awkward. And I was a bit like, oh, gosh, I just want to get out the door. And that's not a thing on anybody here at all. That was my issue and my all oh, this feels a bit weird. And I went home going, oh, why did that feel really weird? I don't want that to happen again. And I bounced in this morning, really excited to see my family, going, actually, I don't even have my children here today. Can't even hide behind them. But I'm really excited to be here and to be with my family. Because over the last six months or something, God has began to show me, actually, 
but I'm not a dislocated joint. I'm not a subluxating joint. I'm fit for purpose in my house. And I'm part of it, and I have a purpose in it. And so actually, I need to be here. And there's something to do in this house. And actually, if you, yeah, if you did come today, he has a plan and a purpose. And you are supposed to be in this house, regardless of whether you walk through the door with a friend, with a husband, with a grandparent, with a child, or just by yourself. With the right stones. We're the right stones, aren't we, Joanne? And we need to be here. We're going to read 1 Peter. We're going to read 1 Peter 2, verse 9, because I mentioned stones. And um, we had our house church meeting on Tuesday. And um, it, was, it, it, it was brilliant. There are no words, actually. It was great. There was so much meat in it. And there was so much learning and wisdom and just brilliance. We have a really great house group team of people that when they bring stuff, they bring stuff. And you go, oh my goodness, and you scribble for like 20 minutes until they stop talking. <laughs> but it's really, really good. Um, so yes, I just want to read... Which bit do I want to read? Mm. I'm going to read verse 10. So I'm in 1 Peter 2, verse 10. And it says, For this reason, beloved ones, be eager to confirm and validate that God has invited you to salvation and claimed you as his own. If you do these things, you will never stumble. He has validated you and confirmed you as his own. Have I? No, I've read the wrong one. <laughs> I'm so sorry. That's just sunk in. It is still very true. That was a good scripture. I was like, that doesn't... I've read the wrong one. And now it's okay. taking time to load. Oh, I, oh, here we go. We'll go for it in the, in the Bible. So it says, verse 9, but you are a chosen people and a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession, that you may declare his praises of whom he called you out of darkness to his wonderful light. God's special possession. There is a, a, a purpose in you being here. There is a purpose to go out. This is all going back to Matthew 9 in a second. But we've got to understand to be responsible in our choices and to, be, to, to make responsible choices when we're faced with people, we need to know that we are destined and ordained and purposeful in our being. If we don't believe that God has chosen us 
and we don't believe that Jesus died for you personally and you alone, if you don't believe that Jesus is inside of you giving you everything to walk this life out, then we're not going to be very great laborers. What I loved in the message about the laboring was that he said he, he, he wasn't crying out for the harvest, God, bring them in, bring them in. He cried out for the laborers. And he said, get on your knees and pray that laborers would go out and do something. This, this is fantastic. But as we've heard many times before, churches out there, churches everywhere, yeah? We've got to, we've got to know who we are and be willing to have that intimacy. That intimacy will cement us in our house. Then we can go out. Then we can harvest. My, um, my uncle, he's a pig farmer, actually, um, but he started harvest yesterday. He sent a picture of his, he's got a brand new tractor, a blue one this time. He had a red one before. He has a blue one this year. And um, he sent a picture to say, harvest is beginning. Um, we're due to go visit next week, and we don't see him at all. Um, because he's harvesting. We live in a rural part of the country. We know that is from 5, 6 in the morning to 10, 11, 12 at night. He doesn't come home. And he is harvesting because he has a period to get the grain in. He has an 8 to 12 week period. If, he, if it's not done, the crop's ruined, it's spoiled. It's not getting in. There was a really wet... We had a really wet time last year, I think, and he really struggled and, um, to get it in in time. And I don't, I don't believe the crop will be spoiled if we don't harvest in time. However, I do believe God is urging us to harvest. I do believe there is an urgency on being responsible and using our time wisely and whatever I said at the beginning, winning, I can't even find it now, to win for the lamb the reward of his suffering. Because time is of the essence now. People don't want to wait until they're about to die and then suddenly give their life to Jesus. They can have an awesome life now. My, my parents aren't, aren't saved. And uh, my mum's here, actually, this weekend, hence why my children aren't here. And um, I keep imagining what it will be like when she gives her life to Jesus, and equally my dad. And I keep going, you know what? Jem, stop being such a wimp when you see him. Because I don't want to wait until they're at the point where they're almost like, I really have nothing to lose to now. I really, I'll just give my life to Jesus. I want to enjoy this with them. Yeah. I want to enjoy this fellowship, this household. I want to enjoy that with them. And I'm like, gosh. And I, I mean, I can see so much in them when they give their lives to Jesus, what assets they'll be and what they'll give and what they'll bring. And I get really excited. But I'm like, I want to enjoy this with my natural parents. Yeah. I don't want to wait. I want my children to be able to enjoy this 
with them and to be able to sit around the dinner table and talk about it. And I, um, my, dad's been, my dad's been doing some work at Pete and Sally's the last few weeks. I'm sure they won't mind me saying. And um, it was really funny. funny. I saw Sally last week and she was saying, Jem, your dad's a real kind of, he appreciates hard work, doesn't he? I said, yes, he does. She said, oh, he said nothing to me. The last three, four weeks, he's been coming periodically round to her house to do work. He said not a word to her. Spoken to Pete? Don't know how much. Not a word to Sally. I was like, oh, sorry about that. He's not, he's not a man of many words. She was like, but Jeremy came round the other night and I was up a ladder painting. He said more to me in that five minutes and went on about me painting up a ladder than he had the whole time he'd been coming round. Because he saw her work and he valued it. He appreciated it. So he then went on about it to her. And, and bigged her up in that way. And I was like, yeah, it's what he does. It is what he does. We have our value in God. He has instructed us what to do. Time is of the essence now. Um, Sorry, Hannah, the, the next, there was another word somewhere. Yeah, that one. There we go. This word is at the big, on Matthew 9, where it talks about um, how few the workers on your knees and pray for harvest hands. This is the, the pray word, to request, to beg. It's the same word that was used in Acts 4 when they were praying for the Holy Spirit to come. And it's the same one used in 2 Corinthians, actually. Yes, in 2 Corinthians 8, it talks about um, bringing us together, and it says um, in verse 3, For I testify that they gave as much as they were able, and even beyond their ability, entirely their own, entirely on their own. They urgently pleaded with us, that's this word, they urgently pleaded with us for the privilege of sharing in this service to the Lord's people. And they exceeded our expectations. They gave themselves first of all to the Lord and then by the will of God also to us. We give our lives to God for him to use as he sees fit. They first of all gave themselves to the Lord, then by the will of God also to If we get these parts right, because these are the bits that get in the way, yeah? Our head is horrible. It gets in the way. If we can get this bit right, we have the helmet of salvation. We have the power of a sound mind. And we are disciplined. So this can be right. And if this head can match up with the heart, which is everything God has put in us when we gave our lives to Jesus... we will then be able to outwork this. 
we will then be giving our lives to Lord and then to others as he sees fit. It will work if we believe. And I know that's a real challenge, but it is really that simple. Really that black and white. Really that straightforward. If we believe in the power of the word of God, the harvest will come in and we will be amazing laborers. Laborers of excellence. Because we have a spirit of excellence within us. So we will be laborers of excellence and we will be able to see the harvest come in. Because it is plentiful. It is big out there. Are we willing to labor? And are we willing to sacrifice? Work hard? Permanently give over something that's value to us, which often is time or possessions or money or family? My family are all at home right now preparing for a birthday party. I wasn't supposed to come today. I was supposed to be at home demonstrating to my non-safe family that actually church is everywhere because I think that's important personally when I am with them. Church is everywhere. My house and God's house is equally important to me but it is everywhere and I can be with them and that's okay. They are important to me. I love them but actually permanently sacrificing things is part of the call on my life. And that's okay too. This is obviously really positive, I promise. We all look a bit stern and a bit probably really sleepy. Sorry, I'm quite draining today, aren't I? I didn't have a video, that was the problem. <laughs> and then Dan was like, you're going to play a video without me? And I was like, yes, that would be fine, Dave is here. And he was like, oh, okay. I was like, it will work, but then I, I didn't really have a video. I was like, oh, Lord, I didn't have a video. This is not like me. But <laughs> I had Greek words. Amen. So, um, you know, that's all good. <laughs> I would like us to have some ministry time. And this is going to be very structured, so do not panic. It is not running over. It is not going to be late. We have loads of time, so we are all good. I have prepared songs, so it makes it really easy. So then we could all be involved and all just actually allow God to do what he wants to do. Um, yes, on that note, we need ministry people. Cool. So whoever's on the ministry flag team today, Oh, is that Joanne? Perfect. That is Joanne. Brilliant. Could you take some willing volunteers with you? Is that okay? Yeah. Perfect. That would be great. So, basically, I really want to repent of loitering around a little bit and not being an effective labourer. 
and I want to be completely responsible in my decisions and my conversations. I've, I've, I've been acting on this the last few weeks to the point when I'm, I was with a group of, of friends the other day, and one of them is just on the verge of giving her life back to Jesus, and it's really exciting. And she's, she's very open, and she was chatting and saying, oh, well, praying out loud is something I just, I just don't do. And I said, not yet. And she went on, but praying out loud is just something I, do, I don't do and I don't feel comfortable with. Not yet, dear, not yet. <laughs> she was like, but pray, I was like, I understand what you're saying, but biblically, it is a biblical principle. So I, we can agree with you and we can see stuff happen. I was like, it's fine, you don't need to, praying out loud is not something that needs to happen constantly and all the time. However, it is a biblical principle and it is something where we can agree with you. So, not yet. But I was really intentional in my words. And I've found that happening quite a lot lately, to be more intentional in my words and what I'm saying and what I'm doing because I want to be responsible. I really do. Um, yeah, do you want to get the Ignite people to come? Ignite are going to come and minister as well today. Um, because they're great, because they have stuff in them, and because they want to practice. Isn't that exciting? How will we get better if we don't practice? How will we get the confidence to go outside and do it if we don't practice first with our family? So, we're literally going to have two songs. So it makes it really easy, okay? The songs are about, you can calculate this in your head, the songs are about six minutes each. That is all that is going to play, two songs. When two songs are over, unless obviously God is clearly doing something with you, we're done, okay? So there is plenty of time to have some time with Jesus, worship, think about things, but it would be really great to encourage Ignite people. They're, they're spreading themselves out over the back there by the flag. If you can spread yourselves out so it's really clear who that you're there, if you know what I mean, and people can come to you, that would be fab. But I just encourage you to use them today. Ignite know roughly what we've been going on about up here. Um, and they've got, they've got grown-ups with them. I say grown-ups, that's awful, isn't it? They've got older people with them. Oh, gosh, just digging myself a hole. I'm so sorry, young people. Anyway, I'm just going to sweep over that and carry on. They've they're paired. Everyone's paired. So go to a pair and, um, yeah, just allow God to minister to you, to you. I'm not saying everyone's a bad laborer in this room. I'm saying I'm a bad laborer. And actually, I want to ensure that today I've drawn a line and I've said, now I'm going to be responsible and not convenient. Now I'm going to make intentional choices every day. Now I understand I'm not on my knees crying out for the harvest to come in. I'm on my knees saying, God, thrust us outside these doors and let's get on with it. You know? There's a difference there. And if God just wanted to bring them in, he'd bring them in, but he wants us to relate to people. He wants us to be involved with them and, and their lives and, and demonstrate. He wants us to do something. That, 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 that's... That's it. 
He wants us to do something, isn't it? So we are going to do something. Cool. Are we all good up there? Brilliant. Hannah, if we could have some songs, please, that would be fab. Thank you, dear. Thank you for listening to this Kingdom Faith podcast. We trust it's been an encouragement to you. For more information and resources by Kingdom Faith and for our other audio and video podcasts, please visit kingdomfaith.com forward slash Yorkshire.